soaring prices at the pump and the grocery store and the airways, resulting in changing consumer behavior, like visits to the barber shop or hairstylist. Ahmed Sim owns Salon Simis in Fairfax, Virginia, where he says he pays up to 40% more for shampoos and coloring products. He's trying to keep prices the same. Instead of coming every four weeks, they are now coming in every seven or every eight weeks sometimes. Increasingly, though, people are simply spending less. U.S. flight bookings fell 2.3% in May, even as airports buckled with traffic. People eating out at restaurants dipped 11% through Sunday compared to the same week in 2019, according to data from Open Table. Car sales dropped 4% in May, and existing home sales have fallen for three straight months. In the near term, the companies have a very powerful market incentive. Uh, prices are high and their profit and profit margins are high. And what we are encouraging is that they take those and put those profits to work to increase production. But over the medium term, this is very important. The president's policy has always been a transition, a transition to clean energy. And that means building on the strengths of our energy system and also following the science. Uh, we need as a society to be uh, reinforcing in the marketplace the choices that will come from green products and from green production schedules. On industry, we have to make green steel. I promise you I'm doing everything possible, everything possible to bring the price of energy down, gas prices down. Uh, but, but kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. I, 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 I promise. Not the majority of them aren't saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? Now you sound like a Republican politician. I'm joking. That was a joke. But all kidding aside. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. All kidding aside. <laughs> To the unregulated podcast number episode number eighty nine here on Wednesday, June twenty second. It's not kidding. How did that guy it's get just, to be no, no, my, my Republican? You, you know, I sound like one of my Republican friends. How did that guy get to get to his age without somebody smacking him in the face as hard as they could? He's just like the most annoying human being ever. So, uh, Green Steel, John Kerry. Thank you. Special, Special K. K. Special Thank K. you very much. Brian Deese, of course, featured in that little segment, too. My best friend in say, the tell administration. Him, tell, tell me who your favorite guy in the administration is. Uh, and, of course, he's promising you he's going to do everything he can to, to bring the price of energy down. To destroy what's left of your sad life. Yes. 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 Um, so. uh, President Biden, yeah, he, he's doing everything he can, which, of course, is a total abject lie. So Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, first, let's get to announcements. Do you have any announcements? I do. Um, I, uh, it's a special shout-out to Becky. Um, um, I'm, I was thrilled to be able to spend some time with her today, and um, I hope everything's going well for you, Becky. I want to shout-out to a good friend of ours who lost a cousin unexpectedly this week. Uh, I don't have a lot of the details, but uh, he's obviously scrambling around uh, – dealing with that but on the good on the good note we had a wonderful dinner last night with two very dear friends and also had a meal on our time yeah <laughs> with jeff spicoli yeah. sean 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 penn showed up at, and with eric swalwell yeah which, i wonder what they were talking about i you know nothing good <laughs> nothing good uh i have actually a friend who works for sean penn so i was teasing him a little bit last night i said hey you're you're I'm, I'm having dinner with your boss he's hanging out with eric swalwell and some hottie and he wrote back that sounds about right <laughs> so. truthfully i was surprised i mean i'm a huge i'm a big sean penn fan i think he's a good actor but he looked like a dude who had like who'd woken up after sleeping in his clothes after a really bad drunk and like gotten in a fight with a hobo on the way into the restaurant because it it he looked awful all right, and uh, on also a good note, uh, Amber Heard listened to my advice and said and went radio silent oh, yeah. this week. Got quiet good. after her after her interview. Everybody has everyone <laughs> learns at their own speed, Tom. Everybody. All right, and lastly, because uh, this is a little bit funny, but I'm rewatching The Sopranos. Yes. And um, how many times have I warned you about that? My, my wife. Uh, we had an exchange. A friend of ours uh, has COVID, and so we're cooking dinner for him tonight and 
I was all freaking out about getting, you know, the sausage and peppers going. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like laying out everything I need to do. And my wife goes, easy, Tony. We'll get, we'll take care of it. And I realized right then and there, her. I was literally. Good for her. Literally like pretending I was one of Tony's capos. Good so. for her. All right. Where do we want to start this week? Your call entirely. There's a lot to talk about. We're probably going to talk about all of it. All right. Let's start with reconciliation. Okay. Let's get this silly, silly thing out of the way. What do you What do you want to What do you want to say about reconciliation? Everyone, uh, that the media is reporting yet again that there are breakthroughs in the reconciliation process, but there are a couple of hurdles remaining. This is from our friend, our good, our I don't wouldn't call our friend Ari Natter from. He's a friend of ours. Yes. Uh, this is from today. Um, Joe Manchin's opposition to giving clean energy developers direct payments yeah. may significantly reduce the tax credits they could get from Democrats' reconciliation package. That's not accurate, One but it's of a shorthand. two remaining hurdles. Apparently, there are only two remaining hurdles. What What's one of two direct remaining hurdles? Direct pay is a remaining direct hurdle? Pay. What's the other one? Uh, EV tax credit. Really? Like voting for tax increases isn't a yeah. hurdle? Yeah. I'm pretty so. confident that the reason why we haven't voted on reconciliation is not because the Democrats can't find new and interesting ways to spend your money. It's because nobody wants to vote for the revenue raisers, including, by the way, drug pricing reform, which, as I have pointed out previously, is going to wind up in thousands, if not millions, of premature deaths. So, Yeah. I don't, well, I don't mean to be that guy, but there it is. I want to first off. I want to footnote Tom Phillipson at the University of Chicago for his excellent work on that. Solar Industry Association's last-ditch lobbying effort says enormous amount of work going into uh, get him in a place, him being mansion where he understands how urgently needed direct pay is, how urgently needed the fe- the federal government should pay us. To produce our product. Maybe we should be clear about this real quick. And I don't want to hit it too hard. Senator Manchin said Friday, Thursday or Friday of last week, in response to a question, that he could not support any legislation that included direct pay. Okay. There's only one question at this point. Was that a negotiating stance or was it something else? And you know what? There's no talent, and the only guy who knows is Senator Manchin. So it's kind of pointless to worry about it. And I doubt very seriously if he's going to call the solar guys and ask for their opinion on it. I do think, though, that the, the, the idea that the government's going to spend even, I don't know, a trillion dollars more, or let's say it's $750 billion. Well, the like, score on this like, is— Like, are you kidding me? The score on this is three fifty. dollars The energy tax credit's three fifty, right? Um, it, but again— the problem with reconciliation is one more time, sports fans. The problem with reconciliation is not what to spend the money on. It's how are they going to raise the money? And there's just not enough answers there. This thing's not going to happen. And if it does happen, it's just going to be healthcare. Okay. Um, should we move to guns? If you'd like to move lawyers, to guns, guns and I'm, money. I'm all in favor of. Lawyers, guns, and money. Uh, there is a, apparently a deal working its way through the United States Congress. In its typical fashion, a 80, well, only a merely 80-plus page bill uh, was introduced and then brought to the Senate floor within five minutes. Yeah, they had less than an hour to, to so, read all of it and absorb it. It, it yeah. Which, you know, considering its legislation that impinges on at least one and probably three of the constitu- the first ten amendments of the Constitution, you'd think they'd give them at least a second or two to think about it. The shocking thing is, is that 14 Republican senators voted to approve the process by which the bill was brought to the floor. Yeah, well, I, I don't understand how you can take these people seriously. You know, these are the same people who would bark and complain if it was something they didn't like. You know, process has got to be consistent, or it's not process. It's, it's what process sort of means. Yeah, well, the process now is they passed a shell House bill. Yeah. And they put this framework together of various things that you described as questionable uh, in terms of, and, and there's nothing in there, by the way, to harden schools. Zero. Um, so anyway, 
Uh, let me just break in here for a second. Did, Everyone who's getting all excited about having Republican majorities in both the House and the Senate, you're watching the results. Yeah, of this is this is a this is a, a real time little little preview of what it's going to look like. It's now going to be appreciably different than what we've seen so far. But you know, it's 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 something, right? So yeah, I mean, look, I'm generally speaking in favor of red flags. I'm not particularly worried about that stuff. The the expansiveness of what an ex boyfriend or ex girlfriend might be. Kind of concerns me a little bit, um, and I suspect it's going to concern a bunch of judges. And it's the kind of thing I, – I'm going to sound like an old-timer here, and stop me if I'm going too far. It's the kind of thing that needs to go through committee, yeah. a committee of jurisdiction, like maybe the Judiciary yeah, Committee in the Senate. Be, it would be really nice if they pretended uh, that yeah. they, they – even care about that I, I, ever I, again, but they just don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's just I'm, ridiculous. I don't understand why any. I don't understand two things. You, I, don't, I don't understand why people want to become committee chairman nowadays, and the second thing, and more important thing, is I do not understand how anybody raises money off being a committee chairman because they have no power. All these, all these lobbyists in town who go to these dinners for committee chairman. You're literally just wasting your money. You might as well just give your money to leadership because they're the guys who are writing the bill. Yeah, but it's the game we play here in town, right? It's the game so, everybody else plays. Yeah. I don't play it. Yeah, uh, but eventually, someday, hopefully, we'll get that green steel. So, oh, boy. You know, just keep coming, going Jeez at it. Jeez almighty. Uh, okay, let, should we talk about the you big, know what? Maybe the guns, big gimmick? Maybe guns should be made of just of green steel. <laughs> Should we talk about the gimmick? We're just gonna give a just gonna give him a hot a bunch of hot green steel. <laughs> you know, we're gonna lay down a bunch of hot steel on a target. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, actually, let me go back to the guns thing because yeah. it ties to the reconciliation thing, of course. Yeah. Which is basically there is not a lot of time left this year uh, for any any legislation to to happen. They, right? they, uh, they're going on a uh, holiday here pretty soon. And they go on their break in, uh, at the end of this week. And they're then they'll be in weeks. for what, two weeks after that? I think that's right. They come and back for two. And then they're gone for what, a month? Yeah, Labor Day. And then they're back in September. And uh, we, what do we got? Two weeks in September? Three you, weeks you have before, they, you really before have... people are really anxious to go home and try to salvage yeah, their yeah, yeah. re-election? Yeah, and then you come back for the lame duck. So. What do you have and in mind? That's when all the mayhem is happening. Yeah, lame duck, sure. Yeah. So this gun thing stretches out. I don't know how this gun thing is going to play itself out. I'm guessing that it, it it closes the door for so the reporters will start actually reporting the truth, which is reconciliation is probably on life support already and will likely be dead. I don't know, man. I've been waiting. I've, I've, I've waited patiently through a year's worth of stories to try to, you know. Is somebody going to talk about revenue raisers here? We're we just going to pretend we don't need them. What do you have in mind? I just I think that I don't think that I don't think they're going to get this, and I don't think that they're going to get reconciliation. I think it's done. I don't think anything else is going to pass this year. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think the China bill is probably dead. Um, Which it should be. It should be. They'll um, get some noms. Well, actually, the China bill with with stronger tariff provisions would be a good bill. Um, the parts of it that are going to survive are going to be that the chips provisions, right? They're going to they're yeah. going to, they're going to roll in lame duck because that's just giving money to the semiconductor right, guys, right? Which is kind of weird because semiconductor guys are of course making bank, right? But we're going to give them a bunch of money anyway, um, yeah. and, and we may get we may get reconciliation on healthcare because the subsidies that um, were created in the American Rescue Plan are really generous to the middle and upper middle class. That's going to be a hard subsidy to to um, a hard habit to break. Yeah, it scores out at two hundred billion dollars over ten years. I have no idea where the revenue raiser for that is. Um, I know they're saying, "Hey, drug pricing reform is going to be the pay for," but I have a hard, hard time believing they're going to get enough um, get enough uh, votes in the House for that. Right? There were, I, I want to say, six Democrats voted against that already, and ten said they would. So both there's kind of even just a healthcare reconciliation, no better than a jump ball at this point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, that's a bunch of inside baseball. But. Well, of course, they're going to be working hard on Biden's latest proposal that, that comes from today, which is the, the gas tax, gas tax, federal gas tax holiday, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden, you know, I got to say, I didn't is have... working hard every day for you to lower your gasoline prices in his latest, as described by CNN and John Harwood. <laughs> President Obama called this a gimmick when he was asked about it during the campaign in 2008. This this gas tax, you know, freeze. Can you give us a reality check? What's actually going to happen here for the American consumer? Well, Erica, President Obama called it a gimmick because, as almost any economist, Democrat and Republican can tell you, it is a gimmick. It doesn't solve the underlying problem, which is driving up uh, gas prices to the extent it succeeds in lowering them a bit. It's likely to encourage people to drive more, which will create an offsetting uh, boost in demand and, and push the price uh, up and, and obviate that benefit. Well, <laughs> when you when you can't win John Harwood, I was gonna say, you're uh, not really selling when the, selling anything. When the, when the local stenographer is resisting you. Now, you touched on this when we were chatting earlier today in the office. There aren't a lot. There are not a lot of defenders on his on his team. There's the, on this, this thing. There's nothing. You yeah. know, I, I I tell you why. I think they were like me, right? They didn't get their cards for the gas tax holiday out in time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we need more time to get the cards out. I haven't bought That's why I do for New anybody. Year's cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, folks. Eighteen cents. Is three uh, three months eighteen cents would require uh, congressional action? Yeah, I don't. It's understand. not. It's not happening, and it's dumb. I, it doesn't do anything. Again, once once again, to remind our listeners, hundred plus actions, specific actions. You heard Brian Deese. You hear John Kerry. You hear these guys. Yes, but right. And and the and the one the reason I played the Deese hit is because what they're essentially saying is. We want you to help us out of our political problem now by spending all kinds of money that we're going to then yank out of your pockets later on when you have to, you know, shut this down or shutter this well or do this or do that. Again, these companies are not going to make these kinds of investments. Yeah, it, 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 um, they can't. Well, they, 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 they are not responsible. They, they, they wouldn't can, be responsible sh- to their shareholders. I was going to say they, they can, but their would. shareholders would sue them, right? And they should. I don't understand why he chose to do this, right? the The simple answer is, if he wanted to do it, he he should, he could have just said, you know what, we're not going to collect it. You know, we're just going to collect collect it for three months, and then what would have happened? I mean, would it would the Congress have said, hey, you got to, or would somebody have sued him yeah. saying you have to? Yeah, because. He could use the Defense Production Act to whatever just to say, give solar, pan, yeah. you know, people solar panels. I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm I'm president. I'm not going to collect it. That's it. I'm done. It 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 it, it is directly analogous to I'm president, and I'm not going to uh, enforce border security on the southern border. I'm not going to do it. It's the same. Just like yeah, I'm not going to do I'm it. Not going to enforce the border yeah, anymore. And you can't make me. So right. that's that. Right. Well, here's a couple of of um, if I did if I knew if I didn't know better. I'd say he wanted to sandbag it. Of course, uh, there's a couple of clips from Biden himself on his on his announcement today mm-hmm. and his stern message to the oil industry and the refiners. So let's be honest with one another. My message is simple: to the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, this is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. <laughs> this is so terrible. This is. I'm breaking this down. Where if do you, you want to start? Yeah, I, I want to point out just a couple of things real quick that I've said a million times. I'm going to say a million more times. We, we are, are not, not at, at war. war. We are not at war. The United States is not at war. We are not in a time of global peril or any other hoorah. The only global peril we face is is inept leadership in our, in our major nations. We, we, we've been it, doing this it, podcast it, for too it, long, it, man. It's just so it's so frustrating. It, Do all, it now. Oh, shut up! Do it today. All, all, it's, it's like he's. 
it's like he's whispering like he's like whispering to his granddaughter like giving her a penny saying don't tell your dad i i i, I don't know how to say this so i'm just gonna say it the 50 cent piece that that I can't believe that there's no one in the administration, but apparently it's true, that doesn't understand. There's not a single person that understands energy markets in the administration. No. But it seems that that's well, the truth of the matter. Uh-uh. I've said this. I've said this. Brian they D's either do. I don't think they understand it. They Either they don't or they do and they're lying to you. I don't in think they which do. case, neither of them are good for us. Yeah, I don't think they do. Right? I, think, I think they honestly believe refiners set the price of gasoline. I honestly believe way, that. The service station guys, you know, everyone oh, knows this, right? Please. They're independent. Of course. They're mom and pops. It's like franchisees or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, those are just branded stations. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you, you brand BP or you change it to Liberty, right? Maybe they don't They know. make their money in the convenience side sure. of the equation. And they charge for the price of the gasoline that's already in the tank that they paid for, yeah. which is based on the oil but, price from two weeks ago or whatever. But maybe you they, can't just do it today. I'm telling you, it, it, like you say, they either don't know or they know and they're lying to you. Those are the only two possible answers, and neither one's a good one. All right, here's another one from President Biden. Look, we need more refining capacity. True. This idea that they don't have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true. This piece of the Republicans talking about Biden shut down fields, wrong, 9,000 of them, okay? So then we ought to be able to work something out whereby they're able to increase refining capacity and still not give up on transitioning to renewable energy. Um, yeah, we should and, be able And to there it is again. Right. Uh, we we want both. Yeah. Do this now, but you're screwed later. Okay. 9,000 what? I assume he was he, referencing 9,000 permits yeah, that are out yeah, there and I'm drilled yeah, on. Nine, 9, I'm assuming. Nine, you just threw in the number 9,000, which is basically like, you know, recall. You said, you, said, right? you, said, you said it best a couple of months ago that he... His brain is a mishmash of half-remembered talking <laughs> points from 50 years of, you know, living in the Senate. That was an example, right? 9,000, right? You're like, okay. It, this meeting with the refiners tomorrow is going to be a hoot. I yeah. mean, I, you know, the refiners are like, yeah, we're not taking – I mean, you, the, I encourage everybody. We'll put it up on the show notes. The letter from last week. The letter yeah, from API we, and AFPM. Week, but we'll do it again Well, I mean, but the letter – Back to the president from API and AFPM, totally worth the read. Yeah, because we both, you know, I can't believe API signed on to this thing because it's basically yeah, like, they've gotten a little tougher lately. Well, I think mm. they finally figured out that there's, there's no talking to these people. Mm. And you know, the, the letter was like, "Hey, first off, thanks for sending us that letter, and second off, let's describe to you all the ways in which your facts are yeah. wrong, and then third, if you were serious, here's what you do: yeah. bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam." Yeah. And we do need more refining capacity. Absolutely. But what are some of the reasons we don't have uh, more refining capacity? You know what? It's it's like Mr. Wonderful said last week. All we need to do is get three east coast you know th permit three refineries on the east coast just you know how, how far are we down a on, week. on the refining capacity about a million about a million whoop, million barrels about a million barrels but but the other thing that 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 people are what having, are they what are they retrofitting those things to produce yeah biofuels right the green stuff yeah the green stuff yeah. the green steel we're, we're, we're building green steel it it it's a problem and and it's all as a result of government intervention that you know nobody really wants to say that it it's it's frustrating. It's maddening yeah, and, is what it and, is. And what what is the eighteen cent holiday? More government intervention, right? I'm in favor of that. So I'm you know, only because I'm I'm deeply suspect of the federal infrastructure program just as a matter of course. Yeah, absolutely. Eighteen point four cents. Absolutely. Still, okay. Still still so, the same number for forty years now. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, as a reminder. This administration is doing nothing to help you and everything to hurt you with respect to energy prices. They say it every single time, right? They can, because here's the reason. They cannot, they have to signal to the greenies and the hard left and the AOCs that they're not abandoning this green mission. Yeah. 
And yep. so they can't even just cut it off at we're working to lower gas prices. They got to add that. Oh, but still right. yet. We're still committed to we're the transition. We're still committed to screwing and, you uh, for, you know, pretty much indefinitely. That's right. The thing is, so, is that, you know, with the letter, with, with the president's letter to the refiners and the reply letters from Chevron and Exxon and API and AFPM, right? The administration can't claim they don't know what is to be done now because those 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 four those three letters right the two from the from the Chevron and Exxon and the one from API and AFPM list out about fifteen things altogether. Hey, you want to help? Here, bang, they can bang, add bang, a hundred things bang. to those fifteen, right? And then undo the hundred things you already done. Right. It, it balance of the evidence is starting to lead any normal person to conclude that they're not serious about helping. Okay. That it's a charade. So we got a bunch of Supreme Court cases coming out. Yeah. And it's starting to like, the funnel is starting to close here. What do we got about two, like a week? I think we got 17, 17 decisions waiting on. Yeah, we have a week. Okay. Um, so it's going to be a busy week. It's going to be busy. Yeah. Probably going to have a lot to talk about there. There's big, big cases. Uh, uh, the, the Dobbs case, which is related to Roe v. Wade, We've got this green, uh, clean power plan, this Obama creating poverty plan uh, decision, which we've talked about in the past. Chevron uh, deference, which only, is basically oh. when the Supreme, when the courts defer to the regulators. Only one of us on has written on Chevron deference. It's not me. So <laughs> I'm going to defer to you on Chevron. So uh, point being is there'll be a lot to talk about, but I wanted to lighten it a little bit. And, and also I wanted to play something. It's going to be a little bit long. But I thought that in this climate, especially when you have, uh, and this is shameful, by the way, shameful, that you have an administration that is essentially not enforcing the law with respect to protecting federal judges, that slow walk that deal to add additional security, yeah. where you had the New York Times and the New York Post, and I'm sorry, the uh, Washington Post and, and the, the big dogs burying the story about the assassination just attempt it. with yeah. Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. where you have like the escalation of wackiness out in front of these justices' homes night and day. Okay. That's happening right now. This is before the cases come out. Yeah. Uh, and I stumbled on this. Again, it's long, but I wanted to play it so that people can be reminded that these people are human beings. But I suspect I have probably disagreed with him more than with any other justice. That we have not joined each other's opinions more than anybody else. And yet, Justice Thomas is the one justice in the building that literally knows every employee's name. That they, every one of them. And not only does he know their names, he remembers their families' names and histories. He's the first one who will go up to someone when you're walking with him and say, is your son okay? How's your daughter doing in college? He's the first one that when my stepfather died, sent me flowers in Florida. He is a man who keeps, cares deeply about the court as an institution about the people who work there, but about people. He has a different vision than I do about how to help people and about their responsibilities to help themselves. I've often said to people, Justice Thomas believes that every person can pull themselves up by their bootstraps. I believe that some people can't get to their bootstraps without help. They need someone to help them lift their foot up so they can reach those bootstraps. That's a very different philosophy of life. But I think we share a common understanding about people and kindness towards them. That's why I can be friends with him and still continue our daily battle Sotomayor? See. Si. Yeah, you you could tell it was Sotomayor. I, 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 uh, also a little glitch in the in the feed. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, it happens. Know, but maybe our producer can clean it, it up. It, we'll see. It um 
you know, the, the, the Roman church is a, is a great educator, right? And Sotomayor spent, of course, her entire life in Catholic schools till she went to Princeton, right? She went to Carl Spellman in, in the Bronx. Um, that's a, that, that, that's a cut line, right? The cut line between how she thinks about it and, and Justice Thomas think about it, that's a cut line in Catholic theology, too. At what point do you help somebody? You know, what point do you need to intervene? It, it's, a, it's a completely reasonable place to have a disagreement, right? So it, it you know, it, there's no accident in the—there's no accident that, you know, uh, if Justice Sotomayor had been born 30 years later in the Bronx, for all I know, she'd be a Trump person. She'd be voting right, for Trump. Right. It, it, it's, but it's an, interesting, it's an interesting little thing right there, right? It, well, uh, and it also, uh, you know, Remind you that these these folks are yeah you man know, they're people, but you know about the relationship with Justice Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg sure as well sure right um, and the, what the what the leaker did what the administration is doing by not enforcing and not protecting and not calling uh, out this stuff yeah and quite frankly. The wishy-washiness of Chief Justice Roberts sure. is threatening this institution. That's right. The, the right Point answer. Blank. The right answer on this thing would have been to put that thing out right away as soon as it got leaked. Right. Just, just, just Roberts should just say, "Hey, we're going to vote. And we're going to put it out in the next two days. We're not going to let it sit around." I, I would note one other thing. Everybody forgets that these are people who are um, ferociously competitive. Right? Have been their whole lives. They went to the best schools. They were the best students in the best schools. They have more in common with each other than they do with anybody else. Daniel Boone. Right, of course. <laughs> I mean, you, you, other than their ideologies, they're all this cut from the same, the same cloth. They're roughly, all the same. Right? You, know? you know, you've you've heard me say this before, but it bears repeating, right? In it in the twilight of his life in his sixty fifth year, Daniel Boone crossed the Missouri River and built himself a house and spent most of the rest of his life hanging out with the Indians that he had fought for most of his life. And did not care to spend any time with the white settlers because he had more in common with the Indians than the settlers at that the point. Tonka. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it, as, as I get older, I appreciate yeah. that more yeah. because I have a makes... lot more in common with fellow warriors than you do with everybody else. Yeah. 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 So anyway. And there's a big line that like the line keeps, it used to be blurred for me. Yeah. It's not that blurred it's for not me that blurred. anymore. Like yeah. I'm in one camp in this town. Like yeah. I'm not. Like I don't dip my foot in in various no. various ponds. But but here, but you so. but you have more respect for your for your counterparts than you do for your allies in a lot of cases. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would note that listening to Justice Sotomayor there, she could have been any nun that taught <laughs> taught me growing up. Yeah. I mean, just you know the 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 calmness and the balance. It it like I said. The Romans do a fabulous job of educating people. All right. So um, you'll be hearing from us about some of these cases in future episodes of your favorite podcast. Um, what's new in this our, one, whichever. What's new in our partner Washington Times opinion commentary editorials? Tom Pyle, Tom Pyle wrote a, an excellent um, essay for the to the republic project right the re, the rediscovering of the constitution we'll throw that in the show notes um raising important questions about whether independent agencies are extra constitutional and whether they are in fact unconstitutional because as we all know article 2 starts off by saying all executive power shall reside in the president of the united states um Obviously, independent agencies are exist outside the power of the president of the United States. Interestingly enough, Justice Thomas made that same point in right. a case involving the Consumer Financial Protection Board that Tom made um, just today in the Washington Times. Yeah, so you read it. So uh, this this is important because yeah, there there are these agencies which were up until recently pretty obscure. Huh have really like uh, you know spread their wings. spread uh their ideological feathers if you will this has been what i think uh one of the bigger challenges here is these guys aren't punching pushing papers they're not just rubber stamping approvals for pipelines and things like that no, right they're, they're, i mean started with remember the ron bin situation a few years back I mean, the, it's, a it's, highly highly ideological 
in Green Warrior uh, uh, on the Public Utility Commission in Colorado who said it is the job of regulators yeah. to advance policy when, when legislatures yeah. won't do it, yeah. right? And yeah. you think about the SEC and the climate disclosure rule. Yeah. As a, it's an enormous expansion of the SEC authority without any congressional involvement at all. Yeah. And then, of course, we mentioned the CPFB. And, you know, the, the thing with FERC is we've talked about this briefly. Are they independent or are they not independent? And, and the question is, is should they be, right? Because right now they claim they are, but when you're talking to the White House every other week, what, which is it? Yeah, I, I don't. I have no problem with, um, I have no problem with having all these agencies um, accountable to someone, most definitively the president of the United States. Um, I don't understand why some places have to be cut off from the presidency and other places don't. And I don't understand, you know, EPA is a perfect example. They are not an independent agency. They are accountable to the president of the United States. Why EPA is and FERC isn't, right. or SEC isn't, or CFTC isn't, or the NRC isn't, I have no idea. I don't understand why that why that is. I mean, I realize it's a it's a um, blurry line. It's a historical. Right. Well, it's a historical right. remnant of, of you know guys like Woodrow Wilson right. who were trying to who uh, erode the, the power of the presidency. But I, I I don't see any reason why why they have to be that way now. I, you know, it, it this will be continued uh, indefinitely. There is a um, big question mark as to why Commissioner Glick has not been his hearings haven't been announced. I wonder why that is. Uh, I mean, it's been uh, over a month now since paperwork is not complete. So his paperwork remains incomplete. So anyway, uh, to be continued Uh, on another note, uh, this was, this just came in today from our friend, Jennifer Delohi. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Delohi. Delohi. Delohi, I think. Jen, correct me. I, I was going to say, <laughs> leave a message and <laughs> just say a couple times and I'll, I won't forget. Anyway, Senator, Senator Kevin Kramer uh, sent out a press release saying that he had a, a pretty significant yard work injury, uh, which requires him to be home. Uh, here's the quote. While working in the yard over the weekend, I sustained a serious injury to my right hand, which required immediate surgery. I continue to remain in North Dakota close to medical care as the, as the high risk of infection and possible need for finger amputation. Yeah. So obviously bad. speedy recovery center. I'm like, like I, uh, seeing this in my head is just uh, the pain must be un, un, unbelievable, yeah. but yeah. we'll, we'll find out exactly what happened. I guess we'll take bets. If you, if anyone wants to wager a guess as to whether it was a lawnmower or a, Weed whacker. Chainsaw or whatever. Uh, shoot no. over to unregulated at energydc.org. We have our disagreements sometimes with Senator Kramer, but he is a good person. Oh, absolutely. And he does not, you know, I I wish him the best. And I I don't, I'm like you. I don't want to think about it because how many, how many. It's got to be unbearable. How many, times, gotta be. how many times have you been close to losing a body part? Like, I mean, I, I sliced the hell out of my finger on one of those. But by the way, one of those stupid EPA gas home gas tank you know the 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 red buckets with the stupid like yeah thingies that supposedly can are supposed to keep the gas in your in yeah, your oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i yeah, usually yeah. end up spilling more why do you buy those you buy the water buckets and use those and <laughs> you buy the water containers and use those instead <sighs> progress it's a life hack everyone you're welcome all right um ukraine update Ukraine is uh, the war still going on, and I, I Ukraine is a small state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so located next to a larger state. So you got time for a story? You got, yeah, called we got a, Russia. We got a couple seconds for a story. <laughs> so last week, I wind up talking to a friend of mine who runs an international association um, out of London, and he's an American, sort of. I mean, he was born in South Bend, Indiana, so he's sort of an American. Um, and he was busy telling me that, hey, you know, the, the fundamental fact is the Russians are our enemies and always have been and always will be. I didn't have the heart to point out to him that, hey, man, the Russians were our allies in World War II. Um, 
I don't think anybody's really in conversations, that conversation and follow ons. I don't think anybody's really thought about how this thing ends. You know, the Ukrainians are not going to be able to defeat the Russians. And we touched on this last week. There's going to be a negotiated settlement if there was a competent administration in America. Perhaps one of the states would like to take the job. um, They would already be working on it. You Maybe know. DeSantis can come and fix this. I, Greg Abbott, I, Christy Nome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take your I, pick. Yeah. It, it, Otherwise, but uh, you know, it, the only thing they're good at is leveraging the situation to create hysteria to, to deflect blame for their own yeah, inadequacies. You know, it's a state. Of, it's a state of war. We're we, at war. We're at war. We're not at so. war. Um, in a time of war. That, that's by the way. That that phrase has now popped up three or four times. In yeah. a time of war. Yeah. And bad news, since. Um, since Adam and Eve were banished and sent out east of Eden, it's always been a time of war on this planet, unfortunately. Anyway, I encourage everybody out there who's been thinking about well, how to think about Ukraine, not to worry so much about who's going to win and who's going to lose, because that's not going to happen. You should worry instead about what does the peace look like? Also, and this is something I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to say, but I'm just going to say it. Um, it's time for America to rethink NATO. NATO has proven to be useless in this case. We we've given more money than all the Europeans combined to Ukraine, and it's no matter you know it's it's no surprise that Sweden and Finland want into NATO because hey the Americans basically protect you against the Russians and you're you're never going to go to America to protect us from anybody. So what's the downside for somebody like Sweden and oh, Finland? But, but but President Biden has uh, unified NATO to. Like like nobody else has. Sure, I'm sure. He, why wouldn't he unify? He's asked him to do nothing. <laughs> hey, look, I want you to come to a party. You don't have to bring anything. I went to blows over this NATO issue. Uh, if you recall that that was one finding in Paris. Was that? Yeah, that was what prompted the of everybody whole thing. of everybody to take lessons from on NATO. France yeah. would be the, fr- yeah. the French people would be the last ones. All right. So my update is I found this article and I will, I'll read the headline: Lithuania infuriated Russia. By blocking coal and metals from accessing a crucial city, Lithuania stopped some goods like coal and metals moving over its territory. Russia, in uh, in an angered response, threatened, quote, a serious negative impact on the population of Lithuania. Lithuania said it was merely enforcing UN EU sanctions and was not taking any unilateral action. Good on Lithuania. Seriously. Ukraine still hasn't blown up their pipelines. <laughs> I mean, come on. Maybe we should keep a count of that. Like how many days? Do they want to win or don't they? I mean, you know, Lithuania, we talk about Lithuania broke from its dependency on Russian energy by what? Uh, Ramming through LNG LNG. terminals, right? As soon as our good friend Alex Alexi once said to me, as soon as Russia has one competitor, their prices become amazingly competitive. Right. As soon as that, that as soon as you break that dam, they're not they're they don't they don't own you anymore. They don't have anything hanging over you anymore. He had a he had a clear vision of what he wanted to accomplish. Yes. So there's that one. And then I'll juxtapose it with I don't know if you saw the photo uh the photos of now Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller yeah, and Zelensky. Stiller. Okay. I, uh, now I'm I've gotten to the point where I was all into this Ukrainian propaganda. Now it's become a little bit comedic. It's propaganda. I mean, it's literally comedic. It, it reminds me, I don't know, what was that movie that he was in? Meet the Fockers? No. The the one where they were all in the... Oh, what, what was the name of that movie? Tropic Thunder. Yes, you remember that. Now, I've yeah. got visions of Tropic Thunder in my head now. I guess there's some These of that. still images were ridiculous. I wish ben Stiller. Yeah, I saw that. I wish I could. Uh, what uh, Zoolander? Like, like that image came in don't my head. Like, because, this is ridiculous. Don't hate him because he's ridiculous. Zelensky, come on, you can do way better than that. Somebody said, and I wish I could this remember who it was. This is peak cringe. Somebody said, and I wish I could remember who it was, that. Um, Movements start out as causes, become businesses, and ultimately wind up as rackets. Yeah, we're in, we're getting close to we're, the racket. We're edging into this. the racket stage of this whole thing. So, 
Uh, and also, one one important thing we learned is President Zelensky is actually shorter than Ben Stiller. I yeah, didn't think hard. that was yeah. possible. Oh, well. Like, he screwed that part up because yeah. he was bigger than life, you know, for a while there. So, I, you know, speaking, I want this, like you said, it needs to end. It would it, it would be it, good if it ended some in one some way, shape, or form. It's going to end. It's going uh, to end. There's going to be a negotiated right, peace. It's right. just because we're just Putin cannot lose, and and the Ukrainians can't win. You, yeah, I, right. It's just it doesn't get any simpler than that. <clears throat> what else you got left? I got I got a couple of things. I got one thing. I'll save it for the end. I got two things. Uh, I want to point out that Germany, having shuttered three of its nuclear power plants at the top of this year. Um, Burn, baby, burn. Announced that to um, ship all of the natural gas available to it into storage for the winter, that they were going to light up uh, their coal fleet and use that to burn electricity. I'm very much looking forward to the German report on emissions in 2021 and 2022. Um, I would compare it also with California. I hate to say this, but Gavin Newsom is seems to be wiser than the Germans because he at least said, you know what, let's just, let's think, let's think about Diablo Canyon. New, let's keep that plan open for a little he while. He at least wanted to keep Too it Too late open. for New York, though. Too late for New York. Yeah, Man, Indian point's remember. done. Yeah, right? that's right. There's no, there's no saving that, baby. Um, anyway, that's one. The other thing, and this is a personal thing, and I don't mean to um, sound callous or insensitive. It's bad that this person was murdered. Um, it's not really an American problem. Uh, Khashoggi, Mr. Khashoggi, the one, the man who was apparently murdered by Saudi Arabian operatives at the behest of the crown prince. I'm perfectly comfortable with that whole fact pattern. I just wanted to point out two things real quick. He was not, in fact, a, a United States citizen. He was merely resident in Northern Virginia. I don't even think he held a green card, but I don't know about that. The other thing is he wasn't a journalist. Yeah, as a blogger, right? He was a blogger. I don't know, this was on. He was a blogger. The, 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 the context here is on the um, heels of Biden's plea to lower your prices now. Yeah, he he's heading out to Saudi Arabia to beg, beg for more oil, beg some more oil. Yeah, beg like a dog. So. Um, it it. The only reason I got upset about it is because the Wall Street Journal identified him as a journalist today, and I was just like, that is not. Accurate under it. any set of circumstances. Sorry, I mean no disrespect. Okay, um, one last thing. Um, congratulations to President Trump for correctly endorsing Katie Britt uh, in Alabama, despite the fact that not six months ago he referred to her as quote that assistant to the senior rhino yes, in the Senate. Yeah, um, but she he, was the real he, deal, right? Grit. Uh, his quote was ridiculous. It, so, it, it, President it, Trump, this is not. This does not look good. Again, you know what we're looking at? Cause, business, racket. Yeah. This thing is now starting to look like a racket. Yeah, this does not look good. Um, I also want to congratulate um, on this, um, the week after Father's Day, I want to congratulate Herschel Walker for finding three additional <laughs> children. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Easy. What? Wait, wait, I got to pull that thing out. Hold on. <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. Yeah. Right. Easy killer. I just wanted right. the, the, the timing. Whoever dropped that opposition research right around mm. Father's Day should win some kind of an award I, I because think, the timing was spectacular. I, I know, but I don't think – I think that that is an indication that there is – that wasn't the October surprise. Oh, there's more to come. Right. Like if you push something uh, out in June June. There's more to come. There's a lot more to come. You gotta have at least two or three more. He, so he, Godspeed, he, here's what here's, I, I love you, man. But, here's the oof. other thing. They're gonna be worse. Whatever it is, they're gonna I be know. worse. George is funky right now. Like everyone else uh I, you know. Everyone else Trump endorsed there took it in the shorts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So take the hint. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting, like it'll be an interesting a dynamic I, here, right? I, come, I am, come, come election day. So what did I, when did I call the end of the Biden I called peak Biden like back in April of 2021. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was April. Um, and I want to say I called the end of the Biden administration, what, February this year, January this year, something like that. I'm getting ready to call something on Trump. It'll it'll take me another couple of weeks to get settled in my uh, head. Should, that should be interesting because, you know, there was just a poll that said he would beat Biden 44-42 
and he's been making more waves here yeah. uh, on making an announcement. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking. But you. at the same time, his his rally number, the numbers at his rallies are down. So the other thing, and I encourage everybody. Are we doing this now or waiting? No, we're going to wait. But okay. I encourage everybody to watch the, his speech at the Faith and Freedom Conference. Um, you'll see what I'm talking about when you watch it. it right, we'll it, we'll it's try telling. to tr track that down for the show notes. All right, I got one more for you. Let's we'll, have we'll get it. out of here. Big debate. Wall Street Journal today. Topless beaches, royal, traditional Nantucket. Divisions are bared. <laughs> That's a great ad. <laughs> <laughs> um, At this year's annual Nantucket town meeting in May... Notice there's an annual hey, town meeting. Me. One. One. Good for Nantucket. Uh, Islanders debated humdrum topics such as fertilizer, solar panels, short-term rentals, and the right to carry small plastic containers of alcohol or, quote-unquote, nips. On day two, nips were banned by an overwhelming majority. What the hell? And the group moved on to a spicier topic. A citizen article proposing topless beaches. Zipping along... From nips to nipples, wise cracked the meeting's moderator, attorney Sarah Alger. <laughs> you gotta love these small towns, man. So um, uh, apparently, let's see. The article must be approved by the Massachusetts Attorney General before it can be enacted. But some of the island are already blushing a shade brighter than the Nantucket red off their rumpled chinos at the prospect. I. What do you think? Where are you? Nantucket nude or no or not nude? I'm, Nantucket nipples. I'm generally speaking. You know what? In the in in the theme of the it, the theme of this episode is um, movement, business, racket. <laughs> Here's the thing about topless people at beaches, boys and girls. It's not usually the ones you want to see who are topless. It's usually on in both Wait sexes. A are you kidding me? It's like usually, the hard bodies aren't sitting it's, around. It's like usually, come on. It's it's like speedos on guys, right? <laughs> or banana hammocks. No nineteen year old guy ever's walking around in a speedo. <laughs> the banana hammocks are like reserved exclusively for the European middle aged men. It's always some seventy with a lot of hair yes, on yes. their backs. They're terrible. You're just like this is hideous. Everyone, please. I, I say this as somebody who spends time at the beach fairly routinely. Wear your bathing suits. Yeah, you, wear all your bathing suits. Wear a two-piece. Make it skimpy. Please, let please. Us, let us imagine. It, it's Let us imagine. Topless beaches are bad ideas. Just bad. Just bad. And by the all way, right. alcohol, nips, they're good ideas. McKenna votes yes on nips. No on nipples. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We are, we are out of here. I'm going to close it out with some tough stuff. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, your, your CFO who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to the family. <laughs> Tough stuff. <laughs> what the hell? The consoler in chief, ladies oh, and gentlemen. <laughs> Remind me not to die. <laughs> And be decorated yeah. in honor by President you're, Joe you're, Biden. You're, you're the, the CFO guy who dropped that, that guy. <laughs> Tough stuff. We're Namaste. out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Namaste. <laughs>